Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Cook and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how you doing? I'm good, Harrison. Uh, we're back for our second pre-recorded episode this week. We um, are indeed. Where are you right now? If I've got my timings correct, I think I'll be in Albuquerque. Albuquerque? Albuquerque, doing a tour of the uh, Albuquerque Isotope Stadium. Will you visit Walter White there at all? I think we are actually doing a Breaking Bad tour. At some point. <laughs> that will be sick. Uh, yeah, it would be good. So, looking forward to that. Obviously, at the time of recording, uh, at the time this comes out, I'm in, probably enjoying it right now. Um, but yeah, so it's our second of our uh, travel episodes. So we're trying new segment ideas as little shorter form uh, episodes. This week, our big topic is icons of tomorrow. So we're going to go through all of the decades and all the decades since 1980, sorry. Uh, and we're going to decide who is the icon of the major sports that we cover on this podcast. Uh, and then we're going to go all the way to the future and decide who is going to be at the end of the 2020s, who is going to be the icons of the 2020s. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you follow us on all of the socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can search for on YouTube, us on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search to find us. Uh, any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch, if you'd like uh, to give us ideas, feedback, anything you'd like to get in touch about, you can DM us, but you can also send through emails to roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com. And that is the best way to uh, get in touch and get involved with the podcast. But I think it's time for us to get into it. Let's get cracking. So let's listen to the music, hit the music. Right, this just feels 80s, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. So we're back in time. We're going back to the future. Um, and we're going back to the 1980s. Like I said, back to the futures in movies. We've got all the Star Wars movies. They're all, it's all popping off. 80s culture. Um, and biggest part of 80s culture is 80s sport. What a great period for sport it was. It sure was. Um, a very, very good era. I'm just having a look at all of our different ideas that we had for our icons of the eras um and wouldn't it have been a different time to watch those sports a different game to what we see today or pave the way yeah so the four sports we're covering today in depth are nfl nba afl and soccer and all four games have completely changed the way they were played in the 80s is definitely not the way they're played now for better or for worse that's for you to decide but let's kick it off with the nfl now, we had a big chat. There's lots of players. So some of our um, honorable mentions are Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor, Dan Marino. It pained me to put him in our honorable mention. Uh, but you've got to look at our winner as uh, Joe Cool, Joe Montana. Yeah, and we have chatted before about Joe Cool in our San Francisco episode. We did. He was very close to being the icon of San Francisco. He was. He's going to get a win here, though. Uh, icon of the 1980s um, and he was actually voted by uh, ESPN as the 25th greatest athlete of the 20th century which is pretty huge wow. as well um, and also known as one of the most clutch QBs of all time so he sort of fit that 80s era I feel like 
Yeah, and that's when he won. He won four Super Bowls uh, over the 80s. Um, and, yeah, absolutely incredible football player. Definitely deserving of being the icon of the NFL of the 80s. Yes, for sure, man. And moving on to the NBA, um, we have some worthy mentions. Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Dr. J. Julius Irving, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But who's the icon of the 1980s for NBA? Well, the hardest discussion we had was between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And we ended up going with Magic Johnson. Uh incredible point guard the way he changed the game from that position um yeah very very talented basketball player and he's gone on to uh influence the league in many ways even post uh retirement very very good player yeah six foot nine point guard um many people tried to pigeonhole him into it as a forward being that size but uh you know he was able to as you mentioned change the game you know that pass first that guy that can rebound, get you a triple-double, um, you know, take it to the hole and, you know, with a big man there, um, he was uh, a bit of an icon and a bit of a sex symbol of the 80s as mm. well, which is pretty interesting. Um, definitely, definitely. Now, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard the um, the Lakers, uh, sort of, not a biopic uh, TV series, um, is really good. Have you catched any of that yet? I have. I've seen one episode. Is I it haven't. Good? It's good. It's really good. I um, they had a free episode on Ko, so I watched it on Ko. Gotcha. And I've been meaning to uh, just illegally stream it. Uh, just kidding. Legally stream it. <laughs> I'll give you my um, binge uh, password after this. Yeah. So I'll have to continue watching it. But um, when I get a chance to sit down, it, it was really cool. It depicted basically that eighties era. Um, yeah, now, cool. a lot of the Lakers aren't happy with it because it depicts them in a bit of a derogatory manner, but uh, it's They're really not happy cool. with the truth coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently um, Jerry West is the biggest a-hole in the history of uh, humanity on that show, which is yeah. uh, <laughs> interesting anyway. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, moving on to AFL now, uh, there's not as many names we're going to talk about because it is very clear-cut. Uh, the class of players uh, that we're talking about. But did you want to take us through it all? Yeah, the GOAT. I'd, I'd nearly go ahead and say it's it's sort of hard. Um, I wasn't alive in the 80s, but anyone that was uh, knows that Gary Ablett Sr. was just that icon of the AFL. Um, we've got Lee Matthews as well as a bit of an honourable mention. But Gary Ablett, um, one of those ones that won a Norm Smith medal in a losing squad, like we talked about Chris Judd last week. Um, but, you know, three common medals. Oh, what do you say? A thousand goals. Really one of those guys that epitomized the key forward position um, and dominated. He was nicknamed God, which yeah. says enough, you know. Talk about a God complex. Uh, and last of all, we're going to move on to soccer now. And how can you look at anyone else but Diego Maradona? Maradona. So he, the Argentine player, we only lost him a few years ago um, at the age of 60. But we all know, and we're Australian. We aren't a huge soccer um, country because we do have so many different sports. But for those Spanish 
um, and European countries. Imagine how much of an icon South he would American be. American as well, yeah. Yeah, so he's our icon of the 80s there. Yeah, many iconic moments uh, playing in the Argentine jersey, um, especially the Hand of God um, moment. Uh, it still lives on to this day. Um, but yeah, absolutely incredible. One of the greatest Argentinian soccer players of all time. I'm going to say greatest just cause to stick that knife into the Messi fans. Um, but yeah, incredible football player. Yeah, I think that'll probably lead us into the 90s now. It sure will. Well, let's change this music up and let's get into the 90s. Loving this vibe. What do you reckon? Yeah, I love the 90s music. Uh, can always get behind that stuff. 100%. 100%. Well, let's move to the NFL first. Um, and there's a lot of honorable mentions. Uh, the Cowboys of the 90s were a very big team winning their uh, championships. You look at Troy Aikman, you look at Michael Irvin, uh, look at Emmett Smith. Um, then the Denver Broncos of that era, led by John Elway, uh, were very fantastic. But I'm going to leave the uh, most iconic 90s player to you. Yeah, the most iconic 90s NFL player is none other than Brett Favre. So Brett Favre, three uh, MVPs in the 90s and a Super Bowl uh, mm. championship. So absolutely huge uh, quarterback for Green Bay. Um, who knew we'd get one that would be, you know, our icon of Green Bay and arguably one of the greatest players of all time. But um, we have to get Brett Favre in because I know that Harrison's going to take Rodgers away from me later. <laughs> um, but that said, what a star. Absolutely incredible player. And I think there was a big uh, discussion between John Elway and Brett Favre. But I think ultimately Brett Favre carried that swagger, the gunslinger. Uh, mentality. He was one that he would put on a show, whether it was interceptions or touchdowns. It'd always be a entertaining watch watching a Brett Favre game. Patrick Mahomes on steroids <laughs> before Patrick Mahomes, really. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on now to the NBA. Uh, do you want to take us through that all? Yeah, this one is very, 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 very easy. <laughs> um, but we will flag yep. a couple of other ones there, won't we? <laughs> we will. Um, Scotty Pippen. Um, a very good Robin uh, to the Batman we're going to talk about very soon. Carl uh, Malone uh, played very well. Hakeem Olajuwon um, was a fantastic basketball player, but MJ. The none other none than other. MJ. Uh, yeah, what do you say? We don't have to say anything about MJ. I'm not going to give you his stats. You know the influence that he had. Um, I mean, look, look down at your feet. One out of ten of you are wearing his shoes. <laughs> he owns the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he also owned them in his career, but that's uh, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but he, you know, winning those six NBA championships in the 90s, changed the game of basketball, part of that dream team. What do you say? I think one day we're going to do a most iconic athlete of all time. And when you think of most iconic athletes... I think he's going to be up there in that conversation as well. There's no one has been like MJ and no one will probably be like MJ in the future. Um, yeah, nothing more to say except that he was an icon of everything, not just in basketball. He was on the TV. He was on your cereal box. He was absolutely everywhere. He is as 90s as you can get. Yeah, I'm in agreement. And um, we're moving on to AFL now. Um, do you want to take us through our finalists for AFL? Yeah, so some of the finalists who haven't quite made the cut uh, were James Hurd, 
um, Robert Harvey and Tony Lockett. Um, all fantastic players in their own right, specifically Tony Lockett um, with the AFL-VFL uh, leader in goals kicked uh, and some of those moments when he broke the record and they, um, they stormed the field. Uh, very similar, especially with the Buddy 1000 happening uh, earlier this year. You've seen similarities between those times, but very iconic player. But, Ol, do you want to mention our most iconic player of the 90s? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him, but um, Wayne Carey. Cre- credit where it's due. Yeah, some people refer to him as the, the greatest forward of all time. Um, he had a pretty prolific career. For North Melbourne, he won two premierships, uh, and I bet Noah is probably listening, is wishing he could come back to North at the moment. Um, things things are pretty grim there, but... I need to sound the alarms at North right now. Um, yeah, I don't even think he'd fix them at the moment, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, he is our AFL icon of the 90s. He sure is. Uh, moving on now to the uh, soccer in the 1990s, there's a lot of fantastic players um, talk about Peter Schmeichel, talk about Roberto Carlos, uh, David Beckham was as 90s as you can get, um, and I think he was a very close second in this, but the winner had to be Zinedine Zidane. Zidane, um, the Real Madrid god. Uh, he was indeed. So he's continued on with his co- coaching career there, um, but yeah, as you mentioned, had that prolific impact in the 90s. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so that takes us out of the 90s and into the 2000s. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb. I think the early 2000s were a very interesting time for a lot of uh, pop culture and in sport. Um, let's take a look now at the NFL. Do you want to take us through some of our nominees? Um, or our honourable mentions for the icon of the 2000s? I sure do. So for NFL, um, we have got, as some honourable mentions, Tom Brady, uh, Ray Lewis, Tomlinson from the Chargers, who I uh, thought was one of the greatest running backs uh, around. And we also had Randy Moss. But our winner, I don't think this will be too controversial, but who did we have? We had Peyton Manning. Now, Peyton Manning was an absolutely incredible quarterback. The argument will be, and I think here's where we had to make the distinction. The argument will be between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. But while Peyton, uh, while Tom Brady got the rings early in his career, I don't think he became Tom Brady till around that 2007 season when they did go undefeated in the regular season. I think that's when he became the ruthless killer Tom Brady that he is today. I think that Peyton Manning, if you're talking about the entirety of the 2000s uh, decade, I think that Peyton Manning is that quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree pretty wholeheartedly. You know, he had those four MVPs in the 2000s. I think that's probably enough said. Yeah, he was absolutely surgical with the ball. Um, very, uh, he was basically a coach on the field. He ran the offense. He... Um, did everything he knew where everyone had to be and both he and Tom Brady are proof that you didn't need to have the strongest arm if you had the strongest mind on the field absolutely incredible football player and one I always love to watch yeah and this next one for NBA now this will come it's a bit hard because all of this guy's achievements they've happened in the tens so 
it's difficult. I almost, I think we need to revisit this answer. I, because so, behind the curtain, right now written down there is LeBron James. However, I think if we're just focusing on the 2000s, I think it's Kobe. Yeah, it's Kobe. I don't know what you're talking about. No, nah, but anyway, um, I, yeah, I'd go Kobe. I think he he was our icon of LA, and we had we we're pretty in depth about him. But I think you know, winning those championships he did for the Lakers, um, LeBron, as we mentioned there, that was basically the start of his his upcoming. So it was probably more the tens there. Um, I think the problem with LeBron in either of these conversations is that his most prolific years came from right in between the decades. Like he went from about. 2005 to around like the 2015-16 was his most sort of prolific era so he didn't really fully dominate the decade uh, dominate the decade but um, but yeah I think that Kobe is a worthy winner there yeah I agree I agree and um, moving on to our AFL now now this one's interesting our first ever family connection here we're going with the icon of the thousands Gary Ablett Jr. So we know we also wow. had some, yeah, we also had some uh, honourable mentions in Michael Voss, Chris Judd, Nick Rewalt. If it was up to me, I probably still would have went with uh, Gary Ablett, but would have uh, argued for Chris Judd there. But I think, you know, Gary, um, his career that he had early on in Geelong was very influential. That's when he went, that's when he won his two AFL premierships. He did win a Brownlow, um, so kick-started that big career. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to already, um, but we're talking about both 20, uh, 2000s and 2010s players, uh, last week we did our best AFL or most iconic AFL team of the 21st century. Definitely give that a listen because we go more in-depth in all of these players and their impact on the sport. So I would definitely recommend giving that a listen. Yeah, and that probably moves on to our, our next sport, and that's soccer. Now, this could be debated either way for the next two decades um, but we've got as our icon of the thousands for soccer as Lionel Messi yeah I think it's pretty clear he's considered one of the greatest players of all time and I think I, I would personally like to get more into this chat once we've told everyone who our 2010s winner is so I think we shelve this one um, and go more in depth as we get into the 2010s uh, let's change this music again and It's, it was a very another interesting decade. Um, obviously, the most recent decade to have fully finished. It still feels weird that we're out of the 2010s, doesn't it? It does. And looking at these, you're thinking, oh, that's they're still relevant now, or they've just finished up their careers. They're about to finish up their careers, but um, some interesting ones here, nonetheless. For sure. Well, let's get into the NFL and the man who dominated the NFL in the 2010s. He was in ev- like, well, almost every single Super Bowl in the 2010s. And that was Tom Brady. Um, absolutely incredible mark he left on the on the sport in the uh, 2010s. Yeah, I think there's only one man there that could probably challenge him, and that's Aaron Rodgers, but not enough championships, H. Not enough rings to even 
come close to Tom Brady. That's Roger's problem all his career. He needs that second title to really start calling himself the greatest of all time. I think that that's been the problem um, with Aaron Rodgers' legacy is that he just he can't get over the hump. And as the years drag on and he keeps losing in the divisional and the conference championship, um, it, it does hurt his legacy. Yeah, imagine if... Would you consider... Um, Rogers is the GOAT, hypothetically. I know we're jumping off topic a bit here, but would you consider him as the GOAT if he retired um, in two years' time and the Packers win back-to-back Super Bowls? He went back-to-back MVP, so he wins four MVPs in a row, and he wins uh, the Super Bowl MVP as well for the next two. I'm still taking Brady, I I'm think. I'm still taking Brady. I think that, honestly, I think that winning back-to-back wouldn't be as good for his legacy as if he won one a couple of years ago and then finished on a win. So it's still three, but I think if he spaced them out a bit more, it would help his legacy. The, the Tom Brady legacy is built by bookending his career with Super Bowls. He started his career with three Super Bowls. He's finished his career with about four Super Bowls. Although, has he finished his career? He's still going. I hope the Bucks don't win again this year, for the love of God. <laughs> Please, let someone else have one, Brady. Um, a couple other honourable mentions to look at. Uh, JJ Watt, uh, one of the best defensive players of all time. Look at Von Miller, another um, very impactful defensive player who put an impact on those Super Bowl 50 um, game. Julio uh, at wide receiver and then Adrian Peterson at running back as well have had a big impact. And that'll move into our NBA. And we mentioned him before, but the icon of the 2010s, we've got LeBron James. Um, we've also got Stephen Curry... Westbrook, Durant, and Harden there. I think Curry um, was towards the back end of the 10s and the start of the 20s, and that might hint as to who our winner is of the 20s or who at least is in that um, conversation. But I think LeBron, I think it's not really an argument there. Yeah, I think I think the only hard thing, like I mentioned before, is LeBron's impact is sort of scattered across the middle of those decades uh, where that's where he's had his biggest prime um, but yeah he definitely still has owned this decade and been prolific even winning the 2020 um, NBA finals as well uh, to bookend the end of the decade um, after winning all of his all the rest of his championships at the start of it yeah and we won't get into our next one in the AFL just because we had a big chat about it we won't get into each of them in depth but our icon of the 2010s lance buddy franklin who else the uh the superstar the um the greatest showman as a put all the football clips they show uh, that commentary the greatest showman and yeah incredible player but like i said go back and have a listen to last week's ep if you want to hear us talk all in depth about the current players a couple of other ones to talk about gary ablett jr as well in the 2010s um, Nat Fife, Dustin Martin and Pat Dangerfield um, all about a big impact and that'll tie into our soccer which I disagree with what Harrison's put here but so H do you want to tell us I want to explain because I put Cristiano Ronaldo as the icon of the 2010s a lot of people will say it's Lionel Messi I'm going to say you're wrong um I put Messi as the 2000s. That's when he won the majority of his Champions Leagues. Yes, he won five um, Ballon d'Ors in the 2010s. Ronaldo won four. He also won four Champions Leagues, including three in a row. I think that 
the majority of Messi's titles came in the 2000s. The majority of Ronaldo's came in the 2010s. And they're neck and neck. They're that close where I think you've got to give credit to both of them. And I think Ronaldo gets it um, for the 2010s. I'd love to hear your argument, though, against it. Well, I just think that um, Messi's the best player of the 2010s. Um, I think but certainly... Under what criteria? That he's genuinely the best player of the 2010s. He's... As you mentioned, he's won more Ballon d'Ors. I think we're getting to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, I think he has the most perfect impact on his team. Um, more than Ronaldo had on Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid was always built as... And we've seen it from years after that Real Madrid's been built on a system. Um, and it works, don't get me wrong. But I think Messi is just that talent, that superstar talent and that icon. Um, I'm not going to argue for Messi. I'm just going to say that... Messi's certainly, um, you know, a very worthy nominee. We've got Ronaldo, who's probably that icon, even from like a social media base. We see how many followers he has. For I, th- sake. I think the icon does take that in cons- into consideration, and I think that when you think soccer player, all the kids want to be Ronaldo. They w- they always talk about Ronaldo as a school teacher. They're still all the kids are playing like Ronaldo. They're doing the sui uh, celebrations. They're not. They're not trying to emulate Messi. They're trying to emulate Ronaldo because he's that larger-than-life, iconic figure. And I think that that's why he's got to be the uh, the icon of the 2010s. I almost feel like we've put Messi in the thousands just to give him <laughs> give him the win. I honestly gave him his flowers there. I didn't want to do that either, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, fair enough. And, and we are moving on to the... We call the main bit of the segment our icons of tomorrow. And, well, we're, we are into the 2020s. But we're going to do our icons of the 2020s and what we consider by the end of by 2029, 2030, who was the icon of the past 10 years? Who do we think they will be? Yeah, so it's been it's good that we're doing this now, this year of all years, because we've kind of got a hint, a sneak peek, but we've still got to project forward another seven years. There's still a long time uh, for these players to either hit their ceiling or go down underneath their ceiling and I think um, that's why we've got some of the players in where they are they're going to be players who have started to achieve but have still got a long ways to go so in the NFL um, there's a lot of great candidates that we could talk about if you're looking at defense you think Micah Parsons um, but a lot of people look at the offense Jamar Chase broke out uh, last year in his first year, he could go on to be one of those Randy Moss types, but he's only had one year. It's hard to know. Joe Burrow um, is looking very good after two years, but we've seen injury derail his first season. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Josh Allen, despite him being Josh Allen and really annoying me, um, he's a very good football player. Um, I just wish he wasn't so braggadocious about it. But I think that you'll agree with our uh, pick for the winner. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I think he'll probably get three or four by the time the t- by the time he hit 2030. I think he might have won a fair few Super Bowls. So I think I'm pretty I'm pretty happy and safe with that selection there. I think everyone knows that 15 is who we're talking about. Patrick Mahomes, uh, freak of a quarterback, absolutely can make any throw on the field. Um, he's already shown his talent. He's already won MVPs, won Super Bowl. Um, but 
Mousy's time to really start building his legacy with uh, racking up a few of them. Yeah, and that moves us on to the NBA. Um, and this was a tough decision because I considered, you know, we chatted about Steph Curry and his emergence in the late 10s and early 20s. You know, he's won a championship in 2022. Um, he's 34 years of age, so he's probably got five years left, especially as a shooter. Um, I feel like he can prolong his career for another five years. So that leaves us to 2027. Do the Warriors win another championship? Probably not. I'd like to think so, but I think it's unrealistic to expect they'll win one or two more yeah. to, to sort of give him that status. Um, we've already got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who has won a championship in the 2020s, um, and I think he's got potential to win a couple more, and that's why we're probably leaning towards him. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of like I talked about with LeBron, where Steph Curry, he sort of skates across both uh, and sits across both the decades and doesn't fit fully into either one. Um, but definitely an incredible player, definitely worthy of being an icon. And if he does get another five years and maybe one or two more championships, I think he is that icon. But Giannis is still young and up and coming. He's already got that chip and he's likely to win at least one or two more. So I think that he could really cement himself as that new face. And it's it's an interesting one because we've looked, we're in 2022 now, so we're looking at about eight years in track. Um, and Nikola Jokic will be 35 then. So end of his yeah. career. Who knows what Nikola Jokic is going to do with eight more years in the league. He's won two MVPs, back-to-back MVP in the 20s. If he wins a championship or two, I think he could be there as well and it's difficult to say with the NBA um, I sort of feel like there's no one that's come out that sort of really emerges the front runner you know we I think Giannis is is the front runner here but we've also got Jokic we've got Nikola Nikola Jokic there Luka Doncic as well yeah and uh, can Steph Curry hold on for dear life and maybe get another championship or MVP I doubt it but let's see it's going to be a very interesting uh, next couple of years watching what happens in the NBA um, moving on now to the AFL. Ol, do you want to take us through who we think is going to be the icon of the AFL in the next few years? Now, we've went a bit safe here. Yes. Um, we've went with Sam Walsh. Now, Sam Walsh is, is uh, probably developed beyond his years, um, and he's already shown it. He's one of the best players in the AFL. He finished in the Brownlow. He was in the top four in the Brownlow just uh, last year. Um, he's very, very young, uh, plays for the Carlton Blues, so it probably you could say, oh, you're yeah, a bit of bias there, but I don't think so. I think um, he's a, such a young talent, and uh, being only, you know, I think he's, a, what is he now? I think he's about 20, 21. I'd say he's probably t- leaning towards 21. Um, he was born in the 2000s, so what does that leave us? Yeah, he's 21. I think he turns 22 yeah. this year. Anyway, but either way, like, He's a safe selection because we know he's just going to come in the league and get 30 touches for the next 10 years. Definitely, definitely. Um, then you've got Max King, who is probably that spearhead, that guy like Wayne Carey or your Lance Franklin. And looking up, most of these have been key forwards. Yeah. Um, that are sort of those icons. So I think he could fit that mold. You've also got Andrew Payshaw, who's dominated the competition this year. Uh, Luke Jackson, who should overtake Max Gorn, and we already saw a couple of weeks ago um, Max Gorn was injured and Luke Jackson sort of come out and dominated against Brisbane. 
So, interesting to see how that all pans out. But Sam Walsh, certainly a safe selection there. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely agree. And moving on to soccer now, um, we've got a few nominees. Uh, a lot of up-and-coming talent. We recently saw um, Harlan move, make the big move to Man City. I think he's primed uh, to have a big impact. Apparently, Real Madrid have already uh, prepared his next contract uh, for when he leaves Man City. Um, but I think that he's going to make a big impact on world soccer. Um, Alfonso Davies um, is up and coming. Phil Foden as well um, will all make an impact, but I think it's hard to look past the guy that I think is already starting to cement his icon status. It's Kylian Mbappe. It's, it is. And um, I think he... Um, now he's staying with PSG's until 2025? Uh, uh, Good question. I believe it might be. Um, I think I saw he posted on his Instagram the other day. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I still think, yeah, 2025. So he's at PSG and I think he wins the next uh, three. Uh, what is it? It's Well, he's going to win the Farmers League. Yeah, but... he's going <laughs> to win the uh, the League One. Uh, but what do you say? Like, hopefully he gets a few UEFA Champions Leagues. Does he, he get them at PSG? I don't see PSG. They just don't seem to ever win they're in the, the Champions same, League. They're in the same category as uh, as Man City. They're just not. They never seem able to get over the hump. They never seem able to get past that final hurdle they need to. And maybe they will. Maybe because um, they hear Neymar's uh, potentially out the door. He's not in the plans. Uh, for PSG going forward. Maybe a shake-up is needed and does get them over the line. But um, at the end of the day, he is a very impressive footballer, very talented, um, spearheading things for France who are still favoured um, to go back-to-back and win this this year's World Cup. Um, he's a very talented football player and they're very exciting to watch. And 23 years of age. So How is he still this young? He feels like he's, he's been here in the dance for a while. That's the thing, at age... 18, you know, he's playing in the World Cup and he's one of the youngest players to score in a World Cup for France. And to play for France, like, that's no easy beat. But to play for France and to be 18 years of age um, and to already have the career that he's had, um, he's been in multiple World 11. So, what do you you say? I think it's a pretty safe selection, I'd like to think. I think so too. I think the only one who could contend would be Haaland if he does reach that potential that he is um, he is tipped to to be but I think that uh, that just about does us yeah yeah let's see if Haaland wins um, a Champions League I think that's probably what he needs to do if he can lead Man City to a Champions League I will eat my hat Man City and never <laughs> winning a Champions League oh god let's listen back to this in 10 years time <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel pretty safe with that they'll choke it away like they did to Madrid this year um, but yeah, that's it for our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the uh, different format and going through um, a bit of a history lesson with all the icons of the past and uh, present and future. Um, but if you did enjoy the podcast today, make sure you uh, get in touch with us. Make sure you follow us on all the socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search to get us there. Uh, any inquiries you may have, anything you'd like to get in touch about, if you'd like to get on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you get in touch. Uh, Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, looking forward to being back in the country uh, next week uh, to talk all about 
uh, the trip that I've had. And yeah, hopefully it's been good. Hopefully I'm still alive and haven't caught COVID. <laughs> uh, but if I am, then we'll get on the pod next week and we'll uh, we'll be discussing all things uh, LA again. Yeah, episode 25, the 25th anniversary. Uh, so what better way to chat about LA again? Uh, we might have a couple little cool things in store. Matt, hopefully a few stories. Um, hopefully get yourself engaged in some activities whatever they may be H because I want to hear some cool things getting a bit of mischief yeah hopefully we'll see what happens sounds good well we will have to uh, see you next time catch you later guys see ya